Hi everyone, welcome to Val's Tales. I'm Val Portelli, writer of these stories. I'm Val's sister, Wendy Walker, and I'm the narrator. And Wendy's daughter, Jazz, is our producer. Every fortnight, we'll bring you a new story. Sometimes funny, sometimes sad, always thought-provoking. Settle down, the story is about to start. If you've ever been house hunting, have you ever wondered why one property didn't feel right while another was welcoming? Perhaps inanimate objects have feelings too. David and June October 1962 Are you sure you'll be all right on your own? Of course I will. Stop fussing. Just be careful driving home. You know what you're like after a few beers and these country lanes aren't very forgiving. Now get off and leave me in peace. I'm looking forward to a nice quiet evening with my box of chocolates and my book. Try not to wake me when you get back. Have a good time. I'll see you later. Once David had left, June closed the curtains, made a pot of tea and settled down to read with her transistor radio quietly playing background music to keep her company. At ten o'clock she stretched and put the kettle on again to make a hot chocolate drink to take up to bed. Walking over to the window, she gazed out at the darkness beyond. A mist had descended over the trees and the new moon struggled to provide more than a thin shaft of light. She shivered as she returned to the warmth of the electric fire, thankful for that small luxury but dreading the thought of going upstairs to the cold bedroom. When David had first suggested moving to this cottage in the middle of nowhere, she had been against the idea. At heart, June was a town girl who loved having a short commute to work and restaurants and shops within walking distance, so had never learned to drive. Her husband had been brought up on a farm and found the four walls of an office environment restricting, but compromised by attending his allotment every weekend. The crunch came when David's employers decided to relocate. The couple presumed other jobs would be easily available, so decided to stay where they were, but the loss of the rent subsidy perk on their flat made a big difference to their finances. David had been a sickly child and his new job working long hours in all weathers as a labourer soon played havoc with his health. For a while they survived on June's income but gradually their overdraft became a matter of concern and they considered moving to a cheaper area. The inheritance of the property from an elderly relative appeared to be the answer to their prayers but being so remote it proved difficult to sell. <sighs> Oh, just smell that fresh country air, David said as they first viewed it on a beautiful summer's day. Yes, it does look pretty, June replied. Very chocolate box, but I haven't seen a bus stop for miles. Let's see what it's like inside. We could have central heating installed for the winter and you could learn to drive. These roads are not like in London. There's hardly any traffic. And with no rent to pay, we could get ourselves straight in no time. What do you think? With few other options, June agreed and they moved in. It wasn't so bad during the day, and once a week David drove her the 20-odd miles to the supermarket to stock up. It was only as the nights began to draw in and the weather changed, June wondered whether she'd made the right decision. 
This was the first time she'd been on her own after dark, but she was determined to show David she could cope. He'd been stuck by her side for weeks and deserved the odd night out to meet a friend who was visiting the area. It would only be for a few hours, and he'd promised to be home as soon as the pub shut. What, what was that? Oh, only an ancient floorboard settling. Perhaps she would stay down here where it was warmer and wait for him to come in. Picking up her book again, she settled herself in the easy chair with a blanket over her legs and was soon fast asleep. She woke to hear the old-fashioned grandfather clock chiming twelve and a burst of static from the black and white TV in the corner. Odd. She didn't remember turning it on. The fatal accident occurred at the stroke of midnight tonight. The dulcet tones of the announcer said. It happened on Old Country Lane and is assumed the driver was distracted and smashed into the ancient oak as he lost control. Although the area is enjoyed by ramblers in the summer, the lane only leads to one cottage. We are closing down for tonight, but more news when we resume in the morning. Good night. June sat in shock. The old country lane led to their cottage. But the clock had only just struck midnight. How could they have broadcast the news so quickly? Where was David? As a feeling of dread swept through her, she heard the sound of a key in the door. Ah, oh, he was home. She must have been dreaming. But why had the room suddenly become icy cold? May 2020 Dave, it's so quaint, Jay said. She'd been christened June after her grandmother but felt it was old-fashioned so was known to everyone by her nickname. I admit it's a bit remote, but it'll be great not to have our ears blasted with traffic noise. I can have some peace to work on my book and you can drive to work. It won't take long. Look at this garden. You can grow things to your heart's content. What do you think? Mm, let's have a look inside before we make any decisions, Dave answered. Yes, it looks nice, but we haven't got the spare cash for extensive renovations. Dave was in two minds. The inheritance of their own home when funds were tight was welcome. But although he could do much of the basic work himself, if it was structurally unsound, it wouldn't be viable. The ancient key grated in the lock, but inside appeared spacious and inviting. We'd need to install central heating, he said as he went round tapping the walls to see if they were solid. I know, but don't forget it's been empty for years. It's bound to feel damp. Look at the back. That garden is bigger than the allotment you used to have. You could grow vegetables there and we could even live off the land. What do you say? It could be the answer to our prayers. OK, let's give it a try for, say, a year. If we can get through the winter, we can think about making it permanent. Yes! Jay punched the air in delight. Thank you, Grandma June. May you rest in peace. October 2020 Are you sure you'll be all right on your own? Stop fussing like an old mother hen and go and meet your friends. Just be careful driving home and don't drink too much. I know you're not likely to get breathalyzed out here in the wilderness, but these winding roads can be tricky. And be in by midnight, Cinderella. 
<laughs> Will do. Love you. Jay grabbed her car keys, blew her husband a kiss and set off for a night on the town. Although she loved living in the cottage, it was ages since she'd caught up with her friends and she was looking forward to it. She adored Dave, but he could be rather morose at times and after living in each other's pockets for weeks, she couldn't wait to have some fun and a laugh with her girlfriends. When she'd gone, Dave moved over to the window and looked out onto the silent night. It was weird how the trees from the forest seemed to be closer than they were in the daylight. It had turned chilly, so after drawing the curtains, he turned on the single-bar electric fire and grabbed a beer from the fridge. Finances were still tight, but proper heating would be a necessity for the coming winter months. Opening his laptop, he started researching the cost of a new boiler and radiators. The noise from the old grandfather clock startled him as it chimed eleven. It was a beautifully carved antique which had come with a house and he assumed it was valuable. If they could find a reputable dealer, selling it might go a long way towards the cost of installing heating. Turning on the TV, he settled down to watch the late night film, wondering how long it would be before Jay got home. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you recent breaking news. Dave caught the announcement as he returned from the kitchen with his steaming mug of tea. A fatal accident occurred on the old country lane at the stroke of midnight tonight. It is believed the driver of the car lived in the only cottage in the area and was killed outright when her vehicle smashed into the ancient oak. It appears to be an exact replica of an identical event which happened nearly 60 years ago on the same spot. The identity of the deceased has been withheld until her next of kin had been notified. Dave stumbled into the chair in a state of shock just as the grandfather clock chimed the midnight hour. It's Jay. It must be Jay. No one else would be driving along this road at midnight. Wait a minute. It's midnight now. The clock keeps perfect time. How could they have broadcast it so quickly? Perhaps it happened yesterday. But she was here with me yesterday. Oh, please, please don't let it be Jay. I told her not to drink and drive. What's the number for the hospital? Or or should I phone the police first? As Dave dithered, he heard the sound of a key in the lock and the front door opening. Is that you, Jay? Oh, thank God you're home safe. Did you see the terrible accident along the lane? I thought it was you. Are you okay? It's suddenly freezing in here. It must be the shock. June? Speak to me. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these stories, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also follow Val's Tales on social media. Details coming up.